Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our brand new, sexy, fresh out the oven, freshly marinated, right out the uh, uh, farms of of Nicaragua. Why Nicaragua? I was just trying to think of. Well, I was like, yo, Nicaragua just sounds like it has some fresh ass ingredients. Do you know where Nicaragua is? It's Central America. I had no idea. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't you, Animaniacs, you know? I am the only person that doesn't, you know when people say countries, I know, I've heard of the names, I don't know where the fuck they are though. Um, I'm like that with the states. I, a lot of our states in the United States, I, like between LA and New York, oh, those are, those are cities. Uh, between California and New York, Texas, well, hold on. What's up, y'all? Welcome to a brand new podcast. We got. I'm doing. We, we, we decided to come together and do a brand new podcast. Uh, this is dudes behind the foods. I'm Tim Shantaranksu. If you didn't know, and I'm David So. Uh, you might have seen our food shows that we do together. We got Send Foods, which we've been doing for like three years now. Maybe uh, even longer. No, no, it's like three. It's longer. <laughs> 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 okay. We'll, 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 God damn it. We'll Google it. We'll Google it. Um, send foods, and then we also do our little side missions on uh, when foodie calls. And um, David has his podcast. Uh, what you also that? have uh, MTV's uh, Bad and Bougie. <laughs> Basic to Bougie. Okay. Yeah, it's a, a food thing I do. And you also have your Netflix food show um, that got canceled. <laughs> oh, it's, it's okay. You said you had it. I, I had it. You did it. Yeah, it was fantastic. You got One your of the best check. Seasons. Yeah, the best leftovers ever. Yes, and um, and I do fucking deliciousness on MTV. Oh, you just think you're so special. <laughs> but we just, you know, we do a lot of food stuff. Um, you and you, you have your podcast. You have a uh, genius brain. I have no chaser podcast. And um, for those of y'all who love our individual podcasts, don't trip. We're still doing those. This is just, I figure, you know, you and me like talking about food. We like talking about bullshit. Um. 
Studio 71 is going to wanted to give me more money to do <laughs> another podcast. So I said, let's do this. You know, speaking of fucking states that we went to, one of the worst food festivals that I think I that I was super disappointed in yeah. was the one, uh, was it Idaho? It was the Bacon Festival. The Bacon Festival. Yeah. Was it in Des Moines? Des Moines, Iowa. Listen, I don't, no disrespect. <laughs> Some of the most ugliest people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Well, I, to be fair, it was very cold. To be fair, we were at a bacon festival. We were at a bacon festival. So I'm sure there's a lot of attractive people in Des Moines. Oh, hundred percent. Don't you know? But don't, they were not at the bacon festival. They were not at the bacon festival. I have never felt so attractive in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was some of the worst food that I think we've ever had at the festival. I'm glad you brought this up because, um, because also one of the main things I wanted to do with this podcast, aside from you know just speak about food and food trends and different things we love is give little background stories that people might not know from our Send Foods adventures, from our travels, from our, you know, because we've been a lot of places, uh, had a lot of tastes. I gained a lot of weightses. <laughs> I've gained so much weight. Well, let's talk about that real quick uh, before we get into, no, no, wait, let's talk about the bacon first. Yes. Um, that was a struggle because I was so excited about a bacon festival, right? Because... I thought, oh, they're going to get so, like, um, just innovative with the bacon. I mean, it's fucking bacon. How can you fuck up bacon? You know, and the thing is, they fucked up by just going too hard on the bacon. It, everything was just bacon. And it was like, it got it got so heavy after, like, three items, It was right? just so, I, I just remember they, they had, like, the uh, the sausage wrapped bacon, which was already just, sausage is already salty as it is. Right. And then you wrapped them in the bacon around it. I didn't want it. I mean, I, I, I love a good uh, bacon-wrapped hot dog, bacon-wrapped sausage. It's different, though, because we had, like, the bun and shit around it. It was just the sausage and yeah, the bacon wrapped around it. facts. Because, like, when you get those L.A. dogs out here. <laughs> with got the, the bun- peppers. Yeah, the peppers, and they throw all the condiments on there after at a club you're drunk as shit mm. i used to go to this uh so when i was living in k-town <clears throat> i used to live on the street called hoover mm. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that uh, show gangland um yeah i never watched it though okay so gangland they always they, they basically highlight the best not the best <laughs> the, the fucking craziest gangs in like, the united <laughs> states the best gangs ever but <clears throat> i didn't know <laughs> so i was i remember i was watching this show and they, they were doing um ms-13 uh-huh. ms-13 is Crazy huge gang, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was sitting there, and at this time, I didn't know about MS-13. Because mm-hmm. MS-13, I don't think there's a MS-13 in Sacramento. Okay. That's where I grew up. So they're doing this 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 excerpt, and they're like, MS-13 runs from this street all the way to Hoover. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Hoover? Where the fuck is that? <laughs> it's where I fucking live. And I only knew because as they were doing the scene where they're driving by the neighborhoods, it was right in front of the house I was living. Interesting. I had no idea. And what I found out through that documentary was that they do the whole thing where it's kind of like mafia where you have to pay them a toll and they'll protect you. Oh. So a lot of those hot dog carts, they kind of run. Really? Yeah, in that specific area. So I've been going to this hot dog cart <laughs> right across from where I live. It's at this club called Medusa. <laughs> yeah. So Medusa, after the, after I saw that documentary, you know those moments where you're kind of ignorant to everything? But yeah. the moment I saw that documentary, I realized I, I was in a heavily gang populated area. All the MS-13 tags were apparent to me. <laughs> and I would walk over to this hot dog spot at this cart in front of the club in Medusa. Yeah. And there was this dude just tatted up with MS-13 tattoos on his face. Everywhere. He was there the whole time. I had no fucking idea. Interesting. Even, even the even the sweet little lady grilling up your hot dogs had a fucking MS-13 <laughs> on her neck. <laughs> I would always go there. Can I get four hot dogs, please? She's like, four? <laughs> like are you the police yeah police yeah this can't be real i know so i grabs my shoulder why do you want four i'm a fat <laughs> give me seven please um real real quick tangent about bacon wrap hot dogs um bro one time i uh the power went out in my condo right and uh i was this is back when i was living in paramount and i was so fucking hungry and all I had was like a pack of these like bacon wrapped hot dogs. It was already bacon wrapped hot dogs in this pack. And I'm like, shit. Um, you know, in my in my head, I was like, yo, fucking all the electricity out, microwave doesn't work, electric stove is fucked up. What am I gonna do, right? So I'm like, I'm gonna grill these hot dogs um over like my little fireplace i'm like genius you know what i'm saying so i put a fucking bacon wrapped hot dog God, how poor were you <laughs> i just was living bachelor life i didn't have any groceries that's the poorest thing i've ever heard in my life why are you so poor 
fuck? I just didn't. I was living like, you know, single. I wasn't single, but I was living that bachelor life. So I yeah. didn't have fucking groceries, right? Also, like, this was before I feel Postmates was really a popping thing, you know? I don't really remember <laughs> it being an option back then. So I put the hot dog on a chopstick, and I'm, like, turning on the fireplace, and I'm grilling the shit. I'm like, I'm a fucking genius, right? I ate the hot dog. I think I didn't do the bacon enough because it low-key upset my stomach. But I'm, like, talking to Rick. I'm like, bro. I'm such a genius. I'm grilling the hot dogs over the fireplace. And Rick is like, your your stove is like a gas stove. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, isn't your stove gas? I was like, yes, it is. Wait, so wait, your fireplace was a gas fireplace? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was him. <laughs> it's <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You too can make it, everybody. <laughs> this this man, this man made it. <laughs> but yes, bacon in Des Moines. It was fucked up. I thought I was gonna get so many uh, finessed bacon treats, but it was so much just bacon on bacon on bacon. Right. I think a lot of people. So this is. Let's just go back to the process of how like send foods and these food food festivals work. Right. Mm. So, in a span of three hours, we're literally eating probably about. 10 to 12 different spots. Yeah. And even if you take small bites, which I never do, <laughs> it just accumulates to a lot of food. So if every vendor is doing the same thing, mm -hmm. you're eating the same thing over and over and over. Now, mind you, when we say the certain foods taste pretty decent, yeah, it does. Yeah. Right? It, it's, it's decent. Yeah. But what happens is, is like, you only get to see about six of them that we eat. Mm -hmm. And even when we go through a lot. So like the hard part is, is like when you go to something like the, the bacon festival, bacon is something that's very, I mean, it's universally loved. Everybody loves bacon, right? We don't love bacon. But it's fucking salty as shit. Mm -hmm. So when you use bacon, the application can be just for anything. You could have it by itself if you want, but mm -hmm. you know, how fun is that? Or people should use it as to season something else, mm -hmm. like to elevate another dish. Whether it's bacon fat that you use to cook something in, mm -hmm. whether you add it as a topping, or you if you make it the centerpiece, you have to learn how to mitigate the saltiness and sometimes the smokiness of that bacon. Got to balance that shit out. Yeah, that's why people love it on top of like mac and cheese. Yeah, you know, like the salty crunch on it, you know, becomes a little smoky. I don't mm -hmm. know what you can do with it, but it adds something to it. You just have bacon all over; it becomes really greasy, and that's something that I didn't realize when I first started cooking. Mm. I always assumed that excess was always better. Mm. I never balanced anything out. Mm -hmm. It's like when I first—I remember the first time I ever made lasagna. So when I was a kid, I used to always watch because I didn't have cable. Mm -hmm. I used to watch all these uh, Yan Can Cook, Jacques Pepin, <laughs> uh, Julia Childs. Yes, all the super decadent cooks, mad butter, yeah. mad this, mad that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started making Italian food. That was the first food that I ever wanted to make outside of Korean food that I would make at home. Mm -hmm. I remember I said, there's no such thing as too much cheese. <laughs> and so I made this lasagna. I quadrupled the recipe up yeah. on the cheese. I was like, this shit's going to be fucking fire. Right. I let it cool down a bit. I stuck my fork in it to take a piece out, and the whole fucking lasagna came out. It, it was, was just fucking congealed into one piece It was just what? one fucking piece of cheese. Ah. I bit into it, and I threw it away. Yeah. And I think a lot of people sometimes cook like that. They mm -hmm. think that... Oh, if I add more things that I enjoy, it's going to taste better. But there's always balance. That's that American in you, dog. That's why I'm so fat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I've gained probably in pandemic 15, 15 to 17 pounds. Really? Yeah, I gained about 17 pounds. Well, I mean, let me ask you this then. Because when we first started Send Foods, you were a, a chunky boy. Just say fat, Tim. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fat shame you, okay? No, I, you fat shame I me. let you fat shame yourself. You do that enough. So I'm going to say you are a, a, a glisteny lechon pig of a boy. <laughs> but that is a positive in, in my eyes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, and I didn't realize you were that big until you started losing weight. I didn't realize that you lost so much weight during, like, the course of when we started send foods, you know what I'm saying? Because by the time we uh, sold it to Thrillist, bro, you were looking so fit. How yeah. much weight did you lose between, how let's say, the first episode of Send Foods and when we were on Thrillist with Send Foods? 80 pounds. Were you lying? I lost 80 pounds, dude. What? So you know what the funny thing is? I, I thought I weighed around like 270 pounds. Yeah. Um, that's from what I remember. But then I went to this app called MyFitnessPal, uh -huh. all right? And you basically track your progress from what you weigh yourself in. I was at the highest peak. I say 280, but it was more like 289. Okay. So I was almost 290 pounds. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. Huh. Right, so 
and that's 289 and obviously i think when i put the weight in you want to put in your highest weight so when you lose weight it's a lot more drastic right so it was probably it was like 289 after like a fat meal or whatever uh-huh. i didn't know i was that big and i don't think and i still remember the few times that because <laughs> when you're big and you kind of like make it a part of your identity you don't really think you're really fucking big it's just who you are right right right, right. <clears throat> but <laughs> i remember and I, I talk about the story on my podcast where one of the biggest moments where I realized I was fat, <laughs> my lady and I, we were going out to eat. Oh, yes, I know this story. Yeah, and there was two people across from us that were fucking fat. And my fucking fat ass yeah. looked at them, and I was like, look at these two fat people. <laughs> and then my lady looks at me, and she goes, you're fatter than them. What are you talking about? And, and then like, your, your, world colli- your world fell apart. It all fucking started crashing. I was like, what the fuck? Well, it's like, fucking bitch. Like, what do you mean? I'm not bigger than them. I was bigger than them. I had no fucking idea. Right. And that's when I got on the scale. And I think at the time, you said like 270. Mm. So even after I saw that, I got heavier. So it was like 270. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to be at most 240 pounds. Mm. It's like, this isn't real. And then I started noticing everything. Like when I was walking down the stairs, like my titties would jiggle. <laughs> like I started noticing like how much I was eating. And it gets to the point too where you're so unhealthy. All the stuff that you have that's, that shows how unhealthy you are, you kind of just normalize it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, everybody has diarrhea every day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Everybody's titties jiggle down the stairs. <laughs> everybody. I had heartburn every fucking day. Did you really? I would wake up in the I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would have acid reflux. Mm. And so it would wake me up because I would just, you know, gurgle up acid. Huh. And I didn't know, like, it's so fucking stupid to say this, but I just thought that that was just life. That's just part of life. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just something yeah. that I have to deal with because my dad has acid reflux and he's not fat. So I'm like, oh, this is just, it is just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, a lot of the stuff that you're uncomfortable with, you become a lot more aware. Mm-hmm. So like the back pain. Because you start thinking about the future. You're like, yeah. shit, if this is me at fucking 30, yeah. how's it going to be in 20 years? I had no fucking idea. And guess what? Mariel was still with me during this disgusting time. Wow, she's a real one. And she was, and she was hyper fit she would bike everywhere she would rock climb and she would still have sex with you (laughs) (laughs) she would still do that i owe her a bigger ring (laughs) she goes why does everything smell like bacon (laughs) she's like am i the des moines bacon fest what's going on this is too much (laughs) when she was on top she was just slide off because i was so greasy she's like oh Yeah, but she like she stuck with me, knowing that I was just killing myself every day with all these food choices. Oh, you know what? I how much I used to eat. Like, so in the My Fitness Pal, you could see what you could track. And so when you start to lose weight, one of the things that you have to do is understand what your caloric uh, intake is every day, okay. where you're starting at. Right, right. My caloric intake on average was about four thousand to thirty two hundred calories. Really? Per day. So I would wake up and I would eat like ramen. Mm, oh. Like two eggs, oh. hot dogs, hot dogs. <laughs> slice them in there, right? Ooh, Green onions, yeah, right. And you slightly poach those two eggs. I would eat that shit, right? Fuck yeah. I would snack on a few things here. <laughs> You're talking fuck dirty yeah. to me <laughs> right talking, now, right? dog. And then for lunch, so I was on a taco binge. That's why I know so many taco spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would go to one of my favorite spots on Earth. It was Avenue Twenty Six. It was mm. these dollar tacos, these mm. Tijuana style tacos, right? I would eat like seven of those little tacos. Good lord, right? <laughs> <laughs> And then I would go to like, I don't know, in K-Town, I would go to eat at Denny's late at night after I was drinking all night. That's so funny that you say that because when you said your your caloric number, I was like, damn, that's like two fucking Grand Slam breakfasts. <laughs> <laughs> so at nighttime at Denny's, I would always get the fucking Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because it's the most amount of food. Mm-hmm. I would go ahead and smash that. Mm. And then it would be even late at night. Then I get tacos again. Damn, son. But what were you doing with your day? Why are you like eating? That's all I would do. That's your schedule? You're like, all right, alarm went off for the ramen. Oh, oh, wait, oh it's taco time, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, guys, today I have to. That's the fat person voice. I would do all that, and I would just write all day. And I wouldn't be active. And occasionally I play ball. I do all this other stuff. But then it was like about 4,000 to 3,200 a day on calories. Shit. And that's how much I was eating. And you don't know until you start tracking this into the app. Yeah. And then I had to slowly go on a deficit. And let me tell you, though, the first fucking month of me losing weight, I was an asshole. <laughs> I still remember Abe. I remember Abe came down one time and he was like, hey, like, bro, you want to get something to eat? I was like, I just fucking ate. What, what the fuck do you want? And he's like, are you so mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's because I was just hungry. It'll it'll definitely affect your mental. Like, um, 
Me, I, I've told this story on my podcast. Uh, um, and let me tell you guys, you, 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 those of you who love me and David, you're going to hear a lot of the same stories that <laughs> you heard on our podcast. But this is different now because it's us two together. Right? That's right. Um, so when I was uh, my first season on Wild and Out, I remember uh, like be- shooting and filming and being like, I look like a regular person, right? And then once I saw that season air, I was like, holy shit, I look fucking fat. And like that whole camera adds 10 pound shit was so real. I couldn't believe it. And then so going into the the next couple seasons, I was offered a, a brand deal with Beachbody, right? And they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll um, you guys can use these new DVDs. And I got a little bag. Oh, DVDs. Oh, dude. the DVDs, dog. And they were like, we'll pay you a bag to use this and document it and lose weight, right? But here's what they didn't tell you guys. Here's what they didn't tell you. I've never actually exposed this part of the deal in public before. Um, yes, we lost weight by using their DVDs. And, and this particular, um, I think it was 21 Day Fix, it comes with a very strict meal plan. So, like, they have little um, Tupperware things for you to, like, portion out your food, right? But what we didn't say in my like videos and shit is that like we were only eating the food they sent to us so it's not like we were getting our own food together they would say hey this is what you eat for the day so it made it way easier because i didn't have to fucking figure out what went in the little tupperware things you know yeah yeah so they were sending us healthy food to eat we were only allowed to eat that and also as like a bonus they're like we're gonna give you a trainer three days out of the week to help you go through these dvds so we were like we would have to do the dvds every day at home but also three days out of the week we were with a beach body trainer that would like kind of help us out so it kind of made the whole process way easier guy right? or girl it was a girl oh, <laughs> way better she was dope too they so make you work harder they do because you're like oh man i you know at the end of the day I don't care about my health. I just want to look attractive. <laughs> Fuck my high cholesterol. Fuck the health. I just want to look good naked. All right? So, but I lost 20 pounds. And um, and I remember during that whole six-week process, right, speaking of the mental toll it takes on you, I was so fucking hungry. Like, me and Rick went from talking about booties all day to being like, so a cheeseburger would be amazing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of being like, yo, did you see? Oh, wait, Rick, Rick did it with you. Rick did it with me. I lost 20 pounds. Rick lost 30 pounds. In how long? Rick, Rick, Rick didn't get a bag. Rick was just like, they offered him like, hey, since his following wasn't as much as mine, they were like, we'll give you um, everything for free to document it. But he didn't get like paid like I did. Mm. But six weeks, he lost 30 pounds. I lost 20 pounds. Damn, that's really fucking good. Yeah, bro. It was it was crazy. And uh, we just were just so hungry together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then after my shit was done and I got my check for losing that weight and I dropped my video, I went in that week. Fucking first meal I had, ramen. And then I was going in on everything else. I gained 10 pounds back in a week. Damn. Yes, dog. But since then, I've been able to maintain. I've been sta- I've stayed at that weight. Um, but I literally lost 20 pounds in six weeks, gained 10 pounds back in a week. I just pictured you and Rick just hungry as fuck. It's like, hey, dog, remember that one time you grilled the hot dogs over that fireplace? <laughs> yeah. Instead of. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, you know, I was, no, I was making fun of you, but that shit was genius. <laughs> I, I could go for a fireplace grilled hot dog right, <laughs> right now. <laughs> Oh, man. What a struggle. You lost 30 pounds in six weeks? That's pretty fucking crazy. I lost 20. Rick lost 30. Yeah. But also, like, I, I, because I have a big ass head, right? So I looked great on camera. When I went to go film, I was like, I look popping. My jawline looks great. My fucking cheekbones are cheeking. But then in real life, I look kind of borderline a little too skinny because I had, I have such a big ass, round ass head. Like, Rick was like, yeah, you look like, uh, Big Boy when he got his, like, gastric bypass surgery. Oh, no. Fucking lollipop effect, you yeah, know? Yeah, Big Boy looks interesting when he lost all the weight. Yeah. it's what, So, Rick lost, you said he lost, what, six, six, 30? Rick lost 30. In a matter of what? That's like a month and a half. Month and a half, yeah. That's really fucking good. Yeah. That's crazy, because when I, when I was first losing weight in the first month, I lost like one pound. Mm. And that was hard, because mm-hmm. it was like, I had to learn to... Enjoy the process of being healthier than looking for the goal of losing weight because mm-hmm. that's the hardest part. It's like when you first start to lose weight, if your goal is to – and this is just for me. Everybody's different, right? 
because <clears throat> I didn't have the goal of looking good when I was naked. I just was dying. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, just, I needed to live. Yeah. So I just had this idea of, okay, you know what? You lost one pound in the first month. You have to be okay with this. Mm-hmm. And then me kind of loving the process of doing healthier things of walking. So I used to walk every day. Mm-hmm. So the first month I would walk a mile a day. No matter what it is, I could just do that one activity. Yeah. I didn't worry about the food that I was eating. I just walked one mile a day and I lost a pound in a month. Mm. And at first, the first thought is, oh, I just lost a fucking pound? You After know? all that? Yeah, yeah, I was pretty pissed. But then I was like, hey, you know what? A pound is better than where you were before. Mm-hmm. And for, in the second month, I upped it to two miles a day. Mm-hmm. And then I started tracking what I was eating. And that's when I found out I was eating like 3,200 whatever calories a day. And then I started taking away from that. In the second month, I lost like 16 pounds. Amazing. And, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, shit, this is this is starting to work. Then I started falling in love with kickboxing and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, after like a year, I lost about 80 pounds or so. That's crazy. Yeah, so it took a, it took a while, you know. So you could see it throughout the podcast. Like, it'll go down. Yeah. You know? Well, that's beautiful. Let's uh, take a break to hear from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's dope, man. Um, and uh, I still—I mean, I still feel like you look—you look—you look great. Um, let, let, let me tell you this though. <laughs> I, fucking, I went to a, a wedding not too long ago, and I had this suit. Mm-hmm. And so they, he got us all suits that we can go ahead and get tailored and custom. Mm-hmm. So prior to the wedding, this was before I went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I got it all fitted up. Mm-hmm. A week before the wedding comes, suit doesn't fit. Ah, Hawaii will do that to you. Hawaii fucks me. Up, man, Bruh. especially like, you know, I'm not a good swimmer, so not a, I'm not in Hawaii in the fucking waves and shit. I'm eating in Hawaii. I'm eating all the things. I think it, there's just so much good food. And you know what it is about people in Hawaii? They don't give a fuck <laughs> about what they look <laughs> like. They look like me, so I don't have this pressure to lose weight. Okay, here's another thing. Send foods. We went to Miami. <laughs> yeah, Miami will make you want to lose weight. Miami made me feel <laughs> so fat. And I was very thin at the time. 
Why is everybody so buff in Miami? Yeah. Steroids. And uh, BBL uh, fat transfer <laughs> surgeries. <Yeah. laughs> they are some of the most, like, physically, I'm not talking about their face, yeah, but yeah. they're jacked as fuck. Who cares about the face when the bodies are that great, you know? I'm telling you. <laughs> Everybody was hyper fit. I don't feel self-conscious about the way I look. Even when I was big, I was the big guy that would go into the water without his shirt on. Right. Right? Because I know a lot of big dudes, because in high school I used to do that, where mm. I would just keep my shirt on because I was self-conscious. Mm-hmm. But then after I, you know, after I left high school, I'm like, you know what? This looks like a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> <laughs> just take just take the fucking shirt off. People right. know you're fat whether you have the shirt on or not. Right. The one difference is I'm comfortable here and I'm not comfortable there. You keep the shirt on, they're going to be like, oh, he's, he's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's making eye contact with me in the water. They're just like, oh, I didn't know you didn't have your shirt on. It's like, yeah, you did. So I just stopped doing that. Right. Miami made me feel self-conscious. Really? Yeah, because everybody was so fit. Everyone was pretty fucking fit and hot. Yeah. It's, and they uh, had even tans. The, everyone was tanned. Everyone was uh, um, just like r- just asses out. It was beautiful. I mean, the asses be out in Hawaii too. I was yes. I, I didn't realize um, just cheeks out was so common in Hawaii. It's the standard over there. Yeah, I have to be in the water for a little longer now. Yeah, just in case. Cause his penis is erect. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I have my sunglasses and I'm facing towards the beach. <laughs> And I'm just floating in the, floating in the water. <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? Why is that blind man in the water for so long? <laughs> Someone save him. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> get, out, get out of the way, bitch. Get out of the way. I'm fine. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Now, Hawaii's great. I'm glad we got to do... <laughs> I'm glad we got to do a Send Foods in Hawaii. Because um, also, you know what? Because when we filmed Send Foods in Hawaii, we extended and stayed out there a few more days, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, and we don't normally do that for the Send Foods trips. Um, but I remember... It was, you know, I, I took Chia, and then and then we you introduced us to your Hawaiian friend, who like you know took us to all the food spots too, and you know all the food spots. So it was like, oh my goodness, I'm eating so much, and not only like just fire like spam musubis from Seven Eleven, so but, but then like fucking bougie spots too. I'm not gonna lie, some of the best steak I've ever had was at like a resort in Hawaii, you know, <sighs> and like, ugh, um, I think me and Chia one time we went to. When we were in Hawaii, we stayed at somewhere, but uh, Chef uh, um, Marimoto from, like, uh, you know, the Food Network, oh, yes, he had, yes. like, a restaurant that was a part of our hotel, and, uh, oh, everything was just so bomb. And I put Chia on, like, Chia didn't really used to eat the, um, the like, uh, like raw sushi-type vibes. Like, mm-hmm. she was never down um, to get down on some sashimi until I kind of, like... Slapped her. Slapped her around. <laughs> so, What's wrong with you, girl? I took her to Sugarfish, and then um, I, I I was like, just you know, order the trust me and just trust it. You know what I'm saying? Just 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 don't be afraid. And she was like, oh, this is good. I'm like, yes. See, I think I appreciate that about her though. She's willing to go ahead and try the food. Yeah, for the most part, she's kind of changed over the years. Um, she's a little less adventurous than she was when we first met. <laughs> I'm set in my ways. <laughs> she like, you know, she she used to be down. Well, she she used to not be down, and then I think I. Took her to a bunch of places, and she tried a bunch of different food, and then she liked it. You know, she's pretty pro with the Thai food now, you know what I'm saying? Um, but over the past past few years, I feel like she's very like, mm, all of a sudden, about certain things. I don't know when that happened. She's a, uh, you know what's interesting? Because when, when you look at somebody like her, you would think that she's very healthy with her food choices. Right, right. But she just portion controls. Completely. When she's full, she stops. Yeah. I never do that. <laughs> yeah, I oh I know. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> I have been uh let me tell you, I've been flabbergasted at the amount of food this man will make himself eat if he enjoys the meal. I remember oh bro, let me talk about this. When we were in motherfucking Houston. Um Oh no for the failed Send Foods episode. Um we were supposed to go to a crawfish festival and uh it like rained the day before we got there something like that so the whole thing got canceled and you and me were already in houston so we were like trip was paid for um thrillist people were like oh well all right guys well shit just have fun then you know and um i asked instagram or twitter i forget but i was like what's up what's some bomb spots in houston and this girl uh i forget her name sorry but she recommended uh katarobata she was like if you guys don't mind spending a little money there's a there's a good sushi space sushi place called Katsarobatsu. We're like fuck it, let's get it, and we went, 
And first of all, everything was so bomb. They have this fucking scallop and fragua little situation. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, my God. So good. So bomb. And then uh, there was a a lobster. Was it a lobster mac and cheese? It was a lobster mac and cheese. So I'm like, I see this lobster mac and cheese. And mind you, I'm I'm off cheese. So I was like, I'm going to sample this. It looks amazing. Um, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take like a bite to get a little flavor. I'm like, oh, this is so good. And I swear, I think I maybe like wiped my mouth or or checked my phone. I turned around <laughs> and it was gone. <laughs> you had killed that shit. Because I just waited for him to say, I'm just gonna have one bite. And I was like, bet. Bow, 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 bow. I think it was like made to share for three people. Yeah, it was a big portion, bro. But that you killed it. It was so it's like the crispy little cheese on top mm. that they melted. And then, then the fucking tender little pasta noodles, the creamy sauce. It was mm. so fucking good. I think it might have been on a fusilli, too. And I love when a pasta's oh. on a fusilli, you know? Especially you, mac and cheese. It picks up all of the... I never expected to think that sushi would be good in Houston. But Houston has amazing food. It was crazy. Some of the best food I've had was in Houston. My mind was blown. We went to that restaurant twice. Oh, that's right. Because we liked it so much. It was fucking good and even like the um like okay so yeah let's take it compare and contrast to like we went to super like bougie japanese spot right turkey leg hut was fire too oh turkey leg hut <laughs> yeah. i didn't realize how popular they are fucking popular dude i didn't know they were popular until after we had went on um was it good day houston or mm-hmm. whatever so was and we sampled it and then i looked up their instagram and i was like oh this shit's really like popping popping and they were like they were telling us too that Oh, you act you're lucky because you get the express because you get to try all the stuff. Like yeah. most people have to wait a couple of hours to even eat this. For those of you who don't know, there's a spot in Houston called Turkey Leg Hut, where they will take giant turkey legs, but then covered in like you know, um, I don't know, uh, like crawfish etouffee or whatever. Yeah, and some pasta, and you think like, oh, this is just one of those gimmicks where you take some shit, put it on top of some other shit, and it's like you know, people are taking pictures of it for Instagram or whatever. But nah, the flavor was popping oh it was so good and i always get scared because instagram does a good job of making a place look better than it actually is right 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 and it's happened so many times to me because i you know i'm always trying new foods but now i just go based on like never i never go based on yelp reviews because yelp reviews are very off yelp reviews are trash dog. yeah it's it's they're pretty fucking terrible like yeah. somebody here's the most annoying thing about yelp reviews i don't give a fuck about your day <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your husband who yelled at you in the morning, <laughs> the dog that shat on your fucking carpet, and then you go, then I went to the restaurant. Go fuck yourself. This yes. is not a personal diary or journal. What the fuck did you eat? I honestly don't even care if the service is rude. What's the food like? I don't care if the hostess fucking gave you a dirty look, bro. Tell me about the sandwich, man. <laughs> They never do that, though. It's so stupid, especially when there is a uh, a Karen of some sort who reviews an Asian restaurant, right, and complains about the service or the server being rude. I'm like, do you not know that the more rude the, the <laughs> staff is, the more fire the food is at an Asian restaurant? Because mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck about you. They're just mm-hmm. trying to give you food. Exactly, and that's why the service is always fast. You get your shit so hot. It will scald your face. <laughs> Every Asian restaurant, they always serve their fucking food at lava temperature. Yes. And then, you, and then you burn your mouth as you eat it, and it's so fucking good. And it's part of the experience. If you serve my pho and you don't have a thumb in it when you put it in there, <laughs> it's a, a whole thumb isn't in it, and you place it on my table, I already know it's going to taste bad. I want When I go to dim sum, I want these old Asian bitches screaming at me. <laughs> I want them to be rude. <laughs> I, I go to this um, uh, Bun Me spot Out in uh, the San Gabriel area It's called uh, Saigon Bakery mm-hmm. This lady is such a fucking asshole <laughs> She looks at me Like I'm a piece of shit Every time I go in there And I thought that she only talks to me like that She talks to everybody like that Yeah. So I go up I remember the first time I ever went there They have fresh baked Bun Me rolls The French, Vietnamese French rolls right? Mm. Their shit is the best So I go in there and I go Oh, which one's the best? She goes, you don't have eyes? <laughs> First thing, she's out right off the fucking bat. And I was shocked. I was like, excuse me? It's like, menu. No eyes? She said, open your eyes. You're like, is this baby racist? <laughs> and her she- eyes are hella small. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get the number one and the number two, right? She goes, if you buy two, you get three. So order another one. Hurry up. 
And I'm like, okay, this lady is a fucking asshole. I was like, I'll get the number three. She goes, okay, thank you. And it goes up. This lady up from uh, comes up behind me and orders her food, right? Yeah. She goes, I've never been here before. She goes, hurry up, one, two, three, hurry up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, she just treats everybody like yeah. that. But the best bunnies ever. She's like the soup Nazi. She is. Wow. She's so... F- it's so fucking good there, though. I go there every time, and they have fresh uh, crab egg rolls that mm. they that they fry, and it's just in the case, and you can get like each of them costs like a dollar. That sounds bomb. Oh, it's so okay. Yeah, yeah. Good, text dude. me the name of that place because I'm I'm down. I'll, I'll bring some over next time. Lit. Um, speaking of Yelp reviews, you know, my family had a you know Thai food restaurant for 20 years in Paramount, right? Uh, Thai Smile Restaurant. If y'all got the pleasure of dining there. Um, there's actually a lot of Thai food restaurants in Paramount, surprisingly. Yeah, they're, like down that block on Alondra, there was Thai Smile, my family spot. Ooh. Right across the way, there was Treasure Pot, which um, which I can say this now, it's actually pretty good as well. Um, but that, <laughs> your, your mom's going to hear this. Oh, my mom would be pissed if she heard that. Well, also, well, here's why they're so good, though, because the owner of that restaurant used to be a waitress at Thai Smile, and she kind of like took what she learned there and did her oh. own thing at Treasure Pot. Um, but also there was like... Um, there was uh, Thai Orchid down the block. There's a bunch of Thai restaurants, right? And um, so, you know, having a restaurant for 20 years, experiencing Yelp reviews was a new thing for my parents, you know? And I'm going to tell you all about it right after this break. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So, you know, my parents were beginning to hear about, like, Yelp and getting reviews, right? Because this is never something they've ever had to deal with, right? And, then, <laughs> and of course, you have very annoying, nitpicky people who are giving low reviews for, like, the dumbest reasons. And there was one review that fucking my dad was so pissed off about. And because my dad's face, you know, you know, my, my dad, he has a very stone cold delivery, but he's a funny guy. He's a super sweet dude, right? <laughs> but his face is like, mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so there was a review that was like, Thai smile, more like Thai cry. No, 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 no. Thai smile, more like Thai scowl. If you could have seen the way the owner of the restaurant walked around and talked to us, Thai, no, Thai scowl, Thai frown, whatever this lady said. And my, then my dad was like so pissed, you know? It's like, bro, she, so she gave us this fucking bad Yelp review because my dad just has a uh, resting frowny face. But, like, the food's fire, though. That's hella funny, dude. So annoying. You know what I would do? I would write a Yelp review to counter that. Yeah. And I would put a picture of your dad smiling and your da- picture of your dad non-smiling. But both of them are the same of him not smiling. <laughs> and say, this is his smile face and it's just him frowning. He's actually happy. Oh, trust me, bro. If if it was now and my family still had this restaurant, I didn't even know there was an option to, like, reply to Yelp reviews yeah. back then. If it was now, trust me, I'd be fucking going in on these people. <laughs> You know, because a lot of the uh, the influx of fans that of, of customers we got were when the YouTube video started popping, too. Mm. So a lot of the views were like, oh, had to come here after I saw it in Tim's vlog, you know, here to support Tim. So, of course, like anyone talking shit, I would have been able to just talk my shit and people would have been on my side. Yeah, you know? yeah The yeah. beauty of the Internet. A hundred percent. Well, here's the thing about Yelp reviews, too. The, the odd thing is, is like. Everybody looks at Yelp reviews as if it's a public platform for their feelings, mm-hmm. right? It's like it, that's why they're using it as a as a life journal, right? You know right, what I mean? Right. Me and Rick got into a fight this morning, <laughs> and then after we showered, we were like, "Let's get some Thai smile." Right? I was in a bad mood, so this food better put me in a good mood. Like, okay, well, you've already started off terrible. You, you know, you have these people who like who never got published in a fucking magazine, who are like these like freelance writers who never get work, so they wanna they wanna paint a whole picture when I just wanna hear about your croissant, your ham and cheese croissant. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When somebody says I'm a I'm a Yelp leader, you <laughs> go fuck yourself. That's the that's the lowest accolade you could ever be proud of. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Do you know what I do? 
I review things. <laughs> Do they get paid for that? No, they don't. Uh. It's just the fact that they're a Yelp leader, and they they enjoy this fact. They 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 fucking live and breathe this lifestyle. Like nobody gives a fucking fuck. Listen. I appreciate people who do help these businesses out. Here's the problem. When you review restaurants, right, you're not just reviewing restaurants. You're not just writing something. You are actually affecting the livelihood of this restaurant. There are people here who work. They fucking make a living off of this fucking business. Mm -hmm. They don't think about that shit. To them, it's just, oh, I thought the food was okay. Let me give it two stars. But when you do that, somebody has to get paid for this, Yeah. right? Whenever I do a Yelp review, and I don't do it under my own name. I do mm -hmm. it under a different alias. Mm -hmm. Uh, if David Sloan, <laughs> <laughs> David Shaw. <laughs> so I either give it a four star or a five star. That's right. it. If I didn't like it and it was terrible, the only way you get a one star for me is if you like spit in my food. Yeah. You called me a ching chong. Yeah. You told me my penis smells funny. It has to be something. Crazy. If they tell you the truth. Yeah. If they <laughs> if they look at me and they're like, you were so fat. <laughs> but <laughs> then I'll give them a one star if it's like. Okay, this food was rotten. Like right. literally, they served spoiled food, and they're going to poison the public. Yeah, yeah. If it's like I thought it was okay, I just leave it alone. I feel you. I leave it alone. Yeah. Even three stars might be okay. If mm -hmm. you go to the two to the one, there better be a good fucking reason, mm -hmm. other than the fact that you thought that your food at home tastes better. Yeah. Because you're fucking with people's livelihood. The cook should have. The cook would have had to come out here and fucking just whip his penis on my pasta primavera for that shit to happen. And I gave them a six star because it was beautiful. Because the dick was amazing, yeah. I, I gave a one star to this Korean restaurant Yeah. because, and it was funny because our, our friends Bart and Joe were there too. It was like the whole JK crew. Mm -hmm. And the worst service ever that we had, the food was fucking terrible. And even then I wasn't going to leave a review. Yeah. Before we left, we gave them like, I don't know, like a 5% tip because they treated us like pure shit. Mm. They treated me as if I wiped the fucking Korean barbecue with my ass and I grilled it on after. <laughs> and they come out and they're like, this is all the tip you're giving us? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. We never want you here again. And we're like, we just, we got done eating. We're leaving. <laughs> we're, we're done. And they were like cursing at everybody like in Korean. Really? They didn't know I was Korean. Ah. So I started fucking going off in Korean. I yeah. can't speak Korean very well, but my mom used to curse at me a lot. You know the cuss words. So that's my shit. And I know them now because of you. Exactly. <laughs> so I started fucking going off on these people, gave them a one star, everybody gave them a one star, in a month they closed down. Oh shit. Yeah. I don't say it's because of us, but that's how they were treating people. Damn. And we only went there because it was a cheap Korean barbecue. We were so fucking poor. Shipseki. Yeah, shipseki. See that's Bitch. It. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> if you've never cursed in Korean, it's very soul satisfying. <laughs> no. Even even the just like Shipseki yeah. is as fucking satisfying as a motherfucker, dog. Yes, it I is. love it. I love when you taught me that. Dude, I'll show you this video later on. It's the funniest fucking video. So this is uh, somebody that I know through Instagram. And then she has me as one of her close friends. So you can see these private stories. There's this video. This is how Korean Korean people are. They're so fucking angry. It's so hilarious that when I see a Korean man get angry, it's comforting to me. Because it's what I grew up with. <laughs> right, right, right. But this guy, he's sitting at a restaurant. And he's saying this in Korean. He goes, <laughs> it, it trans if you translate it, he's talking to this other old Korean guy. And you, out of nowhere, he stands up. And he takes a little soju, little little shot glass, smashes it on the floor, gets up in the middle of a restaurant. He goes, this is who I am. <laughs> like, that's what he's screaming. This is who I am. You you don't think, you think I'm a piece of shit? Let's take this outside. Oh, my God. And, there's, and he's like 70 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's other guys just staring at him super quiet, just <laughs> drinking his soju. <laughs> and the waitress asks him to leave. This is the funniest part of the video. He throws it, gets another one, smashes it on the floor, and the waitress is getting scared. This this younger Korean guy, like my size, comes up to him. He's like screaming. The guy just walks up to him. He looks at how big he is. He goes, okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. And then he hands him a card to join the Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you'd be the perfect contestant for my thing I'm starting you up. You <laughs> want to win $100? <laughs> It's just, it's just starting out. <laughs> it's a hundred dollar. Okay. Is someone here? <laughs> did you like Squid Game? I did. I loved it. I, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. I loved it. I cried so much. Episode six. Ah, uh, episode six was the fucking, ugh. And you know what? Okay, spoiler alert. 
Um, if you haven't watched it, what the fuck? Yeah, Please. yeah. Oh, oh, he hasn't watched it. Okay, okay. We're not gonna talk about it yet. Well, you you can listen to spoilers on my podcast and David's podcast on our separate ones because okay. producer man hasn't seen it yet, so we're not gonna. You talk haven't about seen it. fucking Squid Game? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Seriously, I made sure. By the way, producer man is Asian. Yeah, Asian card cut. What the fuck? What the fuck? I I was scrolling. I was scrolling through Twitter and seeing so much that I was like. Even I was telling my, my, my wife, I was telling Chia, I was like, babe, I know we've kind of fallen off with our shows. <laughs> I was like, in our relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I know things aren't what they used to be, <laughs> but we need to watch Squid Game before I read a fucking spoiler on Twitter. And so we like made time to watch this shit because I was like, it's the biggest show in the world. I need to, I need to know what people are talking about. That's the craziest thing. It is the biggest show yeah. On Netflix, past Stranger Things, and Stranger Things was insane. Yeah, it's the it's the most viewed show ever. On Netflix. and if we're gonna keep this on the food topic, have you ever tried the popki candy? No, the the the, the little cookies that they licked. Yeah. No, never. So popki uh-huh. is trash. Is it? It tastes like shit. That's the funniest thing. So I, I always watch these. T- Listen, I know that everybody's trying to be hyper respectful to like cultures and stuff because you don't want to get canceled. Mm. It's okay to say it doesn't taste that good. And well, you're Korean, you can talk shit about your own shit. Yeah, it's 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 old and canny from back in the day. Mm. So when I when I went to Korea, they used to there's like these old like medieval towns, like our version of medieval, like okay. back in the chosen days. Like so, they they make these old candies, and so back in the day, that was candy. It's like my grandma's candies, mm. and so they they take sugar, they caramelize it. Mm-hmm. They throw in baking powder and it creates the like the brittle consistency mm-hmm. of the candy. It just tastes like fucking burnt sugar. Mm. That's all that it tastes like. I see. And so I remember when people review it and they're like, "This is amazing." You fucking lie, <laughs> hype beast. Bro. You fucking liar. It's not amazing. You know <laughs> what I mean? It just is what it is. They were just trying to be nice. Yeah, I, I get it. But then everybody's like, "Oh, this is." Did you? Because people would have you know they're messaging me. They're like, "Dude, I had the candy. It's awesome." You don't have to say that. <laughs> it's well, not. because this is the thing. Even if. If they're not Korean and they're calling it trash, even though you know it's trash, all the Koreans are going to be like, you're disrespecting my culture, bro. You fucking, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> not me. I've been like, you right. <laughs> that shit was not that fucking good. You know what? This I just remember this. Speaking of food, of us not liking food and it affecting a business, there was a dude, bro. That was pissed at me. Who, no, I, I like, I saw on Twitter some dude like it was a conversation. People were talking about me, and some dude was like, "Fuck him, the ghetto." I was like, "What I do to you?" And he was like, "You ruined my family's business." I was like, "What?" And I guess during the remember the Filipino episode of Send Foods, the yeah. the last one that um, went on my channel, where we couldn't eat shit because like we, there were just so many fans there coming up to us. Um, there were these cookies that we ate, and I guess like. We were just saying how they were kind of dry. I forgot what we said, but we didn't give them the best review. But we're we didn't like, give the business name either, though. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, but we were like, we we're like, yeah, you know, I, no, we like. That's the thing. We like some flavors, and we didn't like some flavors. Yeah, we're like, this one's this one's great. This one's meh, not for me. He was like. You know, you shitted on my mom's like bakery, and we went out of business because of it. I'm no, like, you went out of business because your cookies were dry. Wow, hate David so. Not <laughs> no, but me. we never we we talk, I remember that because we talked about the ones we liked and yeah. we talked about the ones we didn't like. And and here and here's also whenever we like don't like something, we don't say the business. We don't say the name. Yeah, yeah. Like if 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 the name was mentioned, then we for sure had some good things to say about it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I I mean I dude was dude was definitely like bitter at me though, oh, and I was like misplaced anger. And I was like, bro, I look. You know, that was a crazy day. You know, I understand how shit gets, uh, it's different outside of the shop. I'll totally come through, give it a, a, a real ass review. He was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to say something. Yeah. yeah, of course I'm good. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Because that's the thing too. Like we talked about that when we say good things or things we don't like, we also say good things about the place too. Because we're very mindful about not destroying businesses. Exactly. We understand how you you own businesses. I, yeah. I My family literally had a restaurant for 20 years. I get it. Dude, there are places too that on Send Foods, like if it wasn't good, we just didn't put it on the episode because we didn't want to make fun of the business yeah. we're just like hey don't put that stuff in but if we did say something we didn't like we talked more about what we liked about it versus that one small thing we didn't like about yeah it. so 
No, that is unfair. <laughs> that is unfair. And we could scrap when we see it. We could we'll scrap, scrap, homie. And I'm going to come up to you and I'm going to open mouth kiss you. What you going to do about that? <laughs> Consensually, homie. Put one of them cookies in my mouth, cuz. <laughs> yeah. And put that tongue in my mouth, too, cuz. <laughs> yeah, you ain't about that life. I remember. Um... Apologies. I'm so sorry that your family's business went under. Well, yeah, no, that sucks. Of yeah, course. Yeah, that sucks. Running a business, I mean, owning an independent, you know, a business like that, of course, it's difficult. It, it, it sucks. It, you know, the restaurant business is really difficult. Um, you know, I would like to think that one, a couple of jokes from us didn't ruin no, the business. No, it wouldn't have because guess what? At the end of the day, it's food. If people love it, they fucking love it. Mm -hmm. People can go ahead and bash it. The proof is in the fucking pudding, right. pun intended. Right. Like, it's, if it's good, it's, it's good. Right, because there's restaurants too that I don't like, but people enjoy it, and it still does fucking well. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend it to people to go there, but people still love it. You know, it's like Disneyland. I hate it. <laughs> well, I'm not so much. Anymore. You hated it. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and just because I personally don't like it, and I am very public about it, yeah. I didn't like it. People still go because they fuck with it. Right. People like what they like. Right. And that's the thing about it. I mean, and that's why food discussions get so much. Uh uh engagement right because it it really is um it's on you you know like one yeah. person might really love something and someone else might take a bite and be like oh this is this is super disgusting to and me. that's okay because yeah. food is art but people get so angry about it if some and, and i kind of i understand it too like something i love when someone like is like oh this is i i can't this is gross to me i'm like are you dumb <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then I have to check myself. Be like, everybody's taste buds are different. What bothers me is when someone judges something and hasn't even tried it yet. Yes. When someone's like, I would never eat that. That's gross. And they literally haven't even. They don't even know what the fuck it is. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so good. Have you ever had cow cornea before? It is. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I. Oh oh oh. Okay, so remember I did a show with Thrillist called Acquired Taste. And where the main thing of the show was trying different foods from different cultures that maybe isn't necessarily as um, accepted, right? It's kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, this is a little weird. Uh, and this is all Asian food. <laughs> it, uh, there was a handful of Asian episodes, but also, you know, we had like some uh, some guinea pig. Um, oh, guinea pig is like the number one protein in like South America or something like right, that. Right, Ecuador. Gui is what they call it. Oh. Gui, and it was actually it wasn't bad. It was it was pretty good. Um, but like the one episode where I actually less of it than my uh, white guest um, they there was a restaurant in New York that it was um, they took the eyeball of the tuna the fucking big ass oh, eyeball the gelatinous the eyeball big ass gelatinous eyeball Japanese people love that shit dude dude and they made like a soup out of it and I normally am great with um, like gooey textures and shit like that i'm not one of those people that's like oh i can't eat this you know what i'm saying i love oysters i love a fucking fatty piece of steak um i love all that shit right but for some reason when i had a big chunk of that shit <laughs> just it, it, it didn't make me yak it didn't make me yak but it definitely i was like i had my bite i was like i enjoy i i, I like the flavors of this but i was like i'm cool i was like i'm not i i did not eat as much of it as I thought I would. I kind of took my bite, got my flavor. I was like, all right, this is cool. And old boy, he he was, um, ah, damn, I feel bad. I forgot his name, but he has this show on HBO. And it's a weed show. And he also um, he also played, you watch Dave, Lil Dicky? Uh, I watched half of the first season. Oh, okay. You got to watch the second season, dog. It's fucking great. It's like so great. You got to watch. I shall. You got to watch. Um, and he like went, like put the whole eyeball in his mouth. He loved it. He's like, this is, oh, he's like, oh, this is great. He's like, that's all you're going to eat? I was like, you're, you're making me look crazy right now. Because I bet you he didn't really like it. And, I, and he looked at your Asian face and he was like, I cannot disgrace his ancestors. <laughs> and he went, this is fat. <laughs> no, he, he liked it, man. <laughs> it's delicious. That motherfucker's just so huge. It was a lot. Yeah, it's well, fucking mild. Is huge. It's like the eyeballs this big. It's like the size of I don't know bigger. It's like the size of bigger than his mic head. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's gigantic. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um. You've ever just eaten a tuna eyeball? I've had fish. Asian people love fish eyes. Like that's like the. Oh my god! This is you know save it for later. Like they, they fucking they. 
they, you know, like all, all like the Chinese homies and friends, like parents would just love the fish eyes. My parents like the, my dad likes fish eyes. That was never my, th- I, I was never, I guess that's not a Thai people thing. Like I've seen people do it like just kind of like, almost like, oh yeah, sure. Like, but it's not like, ooh, baby. Yes. Oh. Don't touch the eyeball. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> and they would just eat that shit. But I like the, um, one of my favorite parts is just the the collar, the fish collar. Oh, fire. Of course. Delicious. Amazing. Amazing. My mom is the one that put me onto that. Like, oh, for real? We go to a little sushi spot in Long Beach called Awesome Sushi. And I know it sounds like one of these like white owned sushi spots, but it's not. Um, and, uh, you know, it sounds like a spot where you could just only get California rolls and shit, but this place is actually, it's legit. And, um, my mom would always order the collar there, either like yellowtail collar or salmon collar and, oh, pop. I'm still laughing at the guy who tweeted you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Timothy De La He's not a fan. He ruined my bear's (laughs) business. I like how it's just you, though, because yeah. I was also in the video, and most likely I was the one probably saying bad things about the cookie. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't even he didn't even at me. It was like, it was one of those days where I was like taking a shit and I was bored, so I just kind of like randomly searched my name, and um, I, I just came across a conversation that mentioned me, and he was like, yeah, fuck that guy, or whatever he said. Whatever he said, he was mad. And uh, Also, too, if you're at the festival, it's like a pop-up business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? You're such a good guy too, though. Like that, the fact that you would reach out and be like, "Hey, let's redo this, and let me help you guys out." Yeah. But he's like, "Dude, the business is gone." Well, here's the thing: <laughs> I'm I'm too nice, and I also have a very um, unhealthy fear of people not liking me. Really? <laughs> wow, you're the exact opposite. I need a little bit of yours because mm. I need to care and be a little more empathetic. You know, and, and, and here's the thing, right? Um, you know, yeah, I learned that about myself over the years where, um, yes, I definitely preach like fuck what people think. And I, I do feel that way. Right. Like, who cares? Like, why live your life um, going off of how other people feel about you and, 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 and how they judge you and shit like that? I feel like it's that that's such a, a waste of life to live that way. But there is definitely something in me where I learned that, like, if someone just doesn't fuck with me or doesn't like just like me, it bugs me a little bit. I'm yeah. like, because part of me is like. How could you not like me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got reasons. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, such a, I'm such a nice boy. That's so funny. When people say, you know, I'm a very hyper opinionated person. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody says, I don't fucking like David Sells, like, you probably have a good reason. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, there's there's definitely a fucking good reason you don't like me. And yeah. I, I, I have to accept that. But for me, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm adorable. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> All I do is spread joy. <laughs> Listen, Filipino cookie guy, if you guys want to run back that business, send us a, send us some, and I'll help you out. He doesn't want because to. there was a few cookies that I enjoyed. He doesn't want it. No, you send me the fucking cookies. <laughs> well, or maybe he does. Who knows? Yeah, you send me the fucking cookies, and you send me the ones in the video that I enjoyed, and then I will be like, these cookies are the shit here. Make sure you get these cookies. Butang inamo. Butang inamo. Yeah. You know what we should do on Mahatita. here too? We should um, we should have people. We should try people's shit on this. Podcast. I I do want to do that. Yeah. I want I want to have food and try their stuff out, and we could do a live review of their food. But what if they like poison us? <laughs> the, the, the the Filipino cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wraps up this episode. Hey, I I enjoyed that. That felt good. <laughs> How'd you, how'd you, how'd you, I want to say you? I didn't like it, so I, <laughs> so you could just seek my approval. <laughs> just wait, wait, what, what would I do? What did I do? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like it, Tim. I thought it was terrible. So yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of Dudes Behind the Foods. If you liked it, you know, make sure you uh, rate it five stars on wherever you're listening to this. Spotify, iTunes. Share it with a friend. Yes. Word of mouth is very fucking important. Go ahead, give us those reviews, because when people see the five stars, everybody want to listen. Just like Yelp. That's right. It's all about other people's opinions. That's right. Tim, I don't like you very much. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for watching, everybody. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.